Welcome to Point Your Toes, the adventures of an NYC dance teacher. I'm your co-host, Danielle Colangelo. And I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II. This podcast is all about the adventures that Danielle and I have as choreographers and dance teachers living here in New York City. We'll be sharing our experiences and all the ridiculous and hilarious truths. With that being said, let's get into today's topic. Flexibility. So as dancers grow and progress, something that constantly changes and shifts and adjusts is your body's natural flexibility. And it's one the reason why I want to bring it up because I, it's one of those things of like, yeah, when you're in class every day, it's easy to maintain your flexibility. You know, like I was way more flexible when I literally was do, doing bot moss six days a week. Mm-hmm. But as I walk around New York City, in particular on today, that's like pretty overcast and we're starting to kind of like uh, slide into fall. I'm one of those people that my muscles get very, very tight and I lose a lot of flexibility Same. the colder it is. Same. So I'm one of those people that has to really, really warm up my body or like I won't even kick above 90 degrees. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it's flexibility. Definitely. Um, it changes as, I mean, yes, as you get older, but also it changes with how much you are training and what you're doing exactly. Um, and all of that. And it also depends upon your body. Like I have a very tight back. I've Mm. always had a very tight back. I've been to chiropractors, been to masseuses. It's just the way that my body is built. Excuse me. I have a very tight back. So doing like an arabesque and ballet and holding it has always hurt. Mm. It has always hurt ever since I was young up until now, no matter how warm I am after a few seconds, I, I start to crunch in my lower back and my back gets very sore very easily and they say that if you sometimes when your back really hurts if you're doing stuff um like working out it's because you don't have a strong core and I yes there 100% is a a correlation 100% and you know I don't I don't think I have the strongest core ever it's not like I'm you know running around with abs and doing like quadruple pirouettes every two minutes but I have a pretty strong core like I can Mm -hmm. handle a lot um I have always been in dance my core was very strong when I was younger I just think that part of it is it's your anatomy that you're built with also having a strong core is partly based on your like how your body like your makeup you know your DNA and, and your makeup um so and I think I think you can kind of extend that into any of the into dance in general and yeah. I think this is something that like I will say we as now as a dance society are finally sorry I think we're finally in a good place where we're having those conversations that like generically speaking this should happen but your individual body mm-hmm. may not be a part of the generic group right because for a very long time it was like this is what it is your body should be able to do this and i was like that's just not true like I, mm-hmm. i'm one of those people like air i have a giant butt there is nothing I, there's too much mass in the way so air best to the back i would be in the same alignment as everyone else but it's only going to go so much high because of there's muscle in the way right so even if it would be the same there have been times where it's reached the same height as everyone else but it doesn't always look the same or I have to hold my body a different way Mm -hmm. because of how my body is built. Um, So I think that does go a long way to say for anyone, if you're, I think 
if you're training with someone, you should always be smart to ask that question when something feels very difficult or it's causing pain. Like if mm-hmm. you're in class and everyone else can, you know, Seems hold to it. Seems to be able to do something without a problem and it's painful it's, for you. Yeah. That's when you need to stop and ask questions. Yeah. You need to figure out, is it something you're doing or is it that your body, you know, can't handle that for, you know, a sustained amount of time or whatever it may yes. be. And then I think like, so yes, there are all these factors, but we want to talk about like, then, so what do you do to preserve your flexibility to, you know, if you've taken a long time off and you haven't been dancing or stretching or, um, you know. Um, Let's start with building. Yeah. Let's start with building your flexibility first because I think that's where even later when you lose it, you can always gain it back. Mm-hmm. I'm always those people, it's never too late. Uh, it's too late when you're in the grave and not before. I'm just one of those people. And building flexibility First of all, I think you need to have a good under working understanding of your body and where your pain and growth thresholds are. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm like, I will never, I will never forget it. I had this dance teacher that would literally run around being like, breathe, you're not breathing, dancers, breathe. Yeah. Because particularly when we're stretching it, especially when we're younger, kids hold their breath. Mm-hmm. And I do not know why until I became a dance teacher and saw it so much myself. Kids hold their breath when they're stretching. Your body needs oxygen to stretch. Like those muscles need oxygen. So you have to keep breathing. And I finally realized when you take a deep breath and go into certain stretches, it does allow those muscles to breathe. You're able to get deeper. It's a daily thing. At best, every two to three days. Mm-hmm. So I always love starting with a group of kids that can't do splits at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And then every day, we do a little bit more. Yeah. We do a little more. We stretch this. We stretch this. We warm this up. So it's what the gro- the growing of flexibility is a daily thing. Yeah. If you have, if you're getting flexible overnight, or if someone comes comes back overnight and they're extremely flexible, odds are they've torn a muscle. Yeah. And I want to talk about that because I feel like. It was definitely a thing when I was younger. I know that there were certain summer programs. Oh, yeah. And, and there still are. that, you know, force. girls that I would grow up with would go to and they would force their splits and all of this stuff. I know. But I also feel like, and maybe this is because of the TV shows and, you know, the social medias, I think that um, it's almost worse now because there's all of this visuals of what yeah. that looks like available to anyone. And it's making a lot of competition studios and young dancers um, think that I need to be that flexible. And there's a lot of like really upsetting overstretching happening. And even when you have a younger kid who's so moldable because they don't have like, you know, they're still growing in everything. Honestly, like your muscles have not hardened. No. Right. Those muscles are still, it's like, um, it's like touching like uh, warm pasta. Like those muscles are kind of like that where you can squish Right. Almost like Play-Doh where you can kind of mold. Well, I, don't to, I say pasta more than Play-Doh because like you mold them into a place and once they get hard, they're kind of stuck in that position. Right. And so the forcing rips and tears them to pieces. Right. So what you're, yeah. So it, you're setting, if you've ever been a person that thinks that that's a good thing, there's plenty of scientific proof to back it up. You're literally destroying the strength that they need to go with flexibility. And we'll mm-hmm. get to that later why I think flexibility with no strength is pointless. But um, it's one of those things of to force, like, I particularly see it in turnout mm-hmm. and in straddles. You for, when you force a person into that position before those muscles understand where to go naturally, 
literally like you're tearing them so yeah. there will never be the strength to hold they may be able to hold their foot against their ear but they can't keep it there on their own you yeah. know because there's no well, muscle and then there's there. also the thing of like you know you do all this over stretching and for stretching and maybe they can hold it for a competition or two but as you know as the dancers grow up and get older you're just going to run into more and more mm-hmm. medical issues because you have all of this you know, tearing that's then never being taken care of. And then there's just this overgrowth of scar tissue and it becomes a bigger and bigger issue. So yeah, if you ever like, if you go to a studio or send your kid to a studio or you ever see that going on, like that is not how you properly teach stretching or do stretching. And I had, last year I was teaching a group of girls and some of them were more flexible than others and could, you know, could do their splits. And by more flexible, I mean like, in their built-in DNA, they were just more flexible oh, as yeah. human beings. And you'll meet them. And we, we all hate them a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But I, I will also find everyone has something unique in dance class that they're really good at. And right. Some don't. Yeah. So I've met one of the, my favorite people to dance with in college, Lamise. She was she was just like I never. She's like I danced as a child, but she's like I've always had loose loose joints. So if you're like Lamise is one of those people that could con- could be contortionist right. because it was just so easy to her. Right. But she would be the first say, I have no strength. I can't hold my leg up there. But she's like, right. I can, she's like, my body's always been this way. So she would be that person in class. Like we became friends because we all started being like, we would, we were saying out loud that there is no way we'll ever be able to stretch like her. And she's like, mm, this is God given. I, ne- I, this isn't me working right. really hard well, to be flexible. That's guys. what it, that's what you it know? is. It's like, you have those people with those God-given things. And, like, so I had this group of girls, and we were working on splits, and some of them got really upset and had a hard time not understanding, like, oh, well, why can so-and-so do a split and I can't? And I taught them, okay, we're going to start by, we're going to go into our lunges, and then we're going to slide our back leg out, and or we're going to do the uh, reverse lunge, or we're going to stretch out our front leg for, stretch out our hamstring. And I remember I told the girls, I was like, little by little, each class that we do this it's going to get a little bit easier. Your legs are going to get a little bit straighter. You're going to get a little bit closer to the ground. And by the end of the year, I had two girls that specifically started off not being able to do splits and were able to like do splits. And it's one of those things where like you just have to invest. You have to A, know what proper stretching looks like and B, invest your time. It, you should not be expecting a miracle overnight. That is when people are getting hurt. Um, And once you, you know, invest the time too, because like you were saying before, Tony, like once you get there, once you build your muscles into a position of like, oh, they know how to split, they know how to do roll throughs, they know how to do X, Mm -hmm. Y, and Z, you can always get back there then. Even as an adult, if you just pick up stretching again and and cross training and working out correctly, you can always get back there if the muscles were properly trained how to get there in the first place. And that's... Something else I want to talk about, we've kind of touched on, but like the reason why I say your muscles have to know what to do and where to go is because like muscle memory is a legitimate real thing. Muscle memory is the realest thing ever. It's one of those things of like, it's why they dancers start sometimes at like two years old because like once your body learns what those positions and things are, you can never unlearn it. That's mm-hmm. why all it's so funny walking around here in New York City where you'll see somebody standing in a gorgeous fifth position and they'll mm-hmm. just be like, you're a dancer. And they'll be like, I danced as a child. But those muscles mm-hmm. know what that is. There was there was a girl I worked with. Um, she was a costume designer. Costume? Set designer. She was a set designer for a show I worked on. And I remember during tech, she was standing on stage and she was standing in first position. 
And I just looked at her and I was like, I, I didn't know. I was mm-hmm. like, did you used to dance? And she was like, she was like, yeah. She's like, I still love to dance like recreationally. But she was like, I grew up as a dancer. She's mm-hmm. like, but I haven't danced like really danced since high school. And I'm like, you still stand in a perfect first position. Mm-hmm. That does not go away. I used to do it it's so in my freshman year of college because I went to school for MT, but whenever we'd have to do voice lab and sing, whenever I would get super, super nervous, I would stand in first position. Mm. And my, I remember like we would do feedback at the end of them and they were being like, why did you stand in first position that whole time? I was like, oh, because I'm nervous. Like mm-hmm. it took us a while to kind of figure that like me being nervous, I would stand in first position because it's just so what funny. those muscles are used to. Yeah. Like those muscles are comfortable doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I have trouble standing in parallel. Um, I think that, after college, oh, yeah, I don't think I can over <laughs> over the years, my turnouts lessened because oh, yeah. I just you know like I've gotten older. Also, like my my muscle makeup has definitely changed since since college. You know, I've I've taken up different forms of of working out um, to complement my you know my choreography and teaching. So my muscle like makeup has changed to a degree, but. Um, it still hurts. Like I'll still go to dance classes or even just like yoga or, um, you know, or Pilates or whatever it is. And they'll be like standing in first position. And I've always had this problem since I was very young. And sometimes it gets to the point with like, I'll be, I'll be like at a workout class and like the instructor will come over and be like, well, you need to stand in first position to like be able to do the squat correctly or whatever it is. And I'll be like, it actually hurts me to be in first position when I go into first position. I mean, it doesn't like hurt her, but like it makes my hips feel a weird way because my hip bones are not used to being in that. And then me standing in um, parallel feels like my feet are pigeon toed. Like that's what it feels like to me. And I still, it's not as bad as it used to be, but I still walk with a turnout I still stand with a turnout I, because yeah. I have been learning ballet since I was two and a half years old and my bones and muscles have been conditioned to flare out. So for me to be in perfect parallel does not, is not comfortable whatsoever. Because your your body does adjust, you know, like, and that, and again, once those muscles learn what to do, well, this is also why, like, we keep saying, like, correct training matters because once you learn, once those muscles learn wrong, God bless you. It can take years to unlearn it. Because mm-hmm. that's why I say you want your body to learn it right, correct the first time. Um, but that's one thing I will say as you get older and you progress, your body changes. They say yeah. every every seven years your body yeah. changes. Every seven years. For dancers, I feel your like sometimes it's much, shor- it's much shorter for us because of how uh, intense our training is on our body a lot of the time. Um, turning it, like it's always so funny. I think I may have told this story before just how... Um, a former teacher of mine, when she got ready to have a baby, she was a ballerina. Her her abs would not um, release enough for her to push mm. the baby out. Like, because mm. they were so trained to stay in and yeah. upright. Yeah. She was like, literally, the doctor's like, she wanted to have a natural birth, but the doctor's like, you have to have a C-section. Your muscles are not releasing. Right. And she's like, what? He was like, their muscle tissue is not releasing. We don't know if you will be able to push the baby right. out. Right. I have the problem. Too. I mean, I've never had a kid and I'm not pregnant. But I have that problem. <laughs> I have that problem too in the sense of, um, and I don't think my my muscle, you know, my, my abdomen muscles are as strong as hers probably were or are. But um, I'll like go to 
do something or somewhere I'll go to the doctor I'll get a massage I'll do something where like it's supposed to be like hands-on and like I have to like uh, for last year I, I was going to a a spo- uh, medical massage therapist for a while mm-hmm. I had I like had to go back um and he would and if anyone's ever gotten a medical massage it's not a normal massage they have no. you up you are fully clothed and they have you up and like working. So yeah. they are literally like pulling at you, pushing at you, moving your body it in different does not ways. Feel like a massage at all, Sometimes honestly. it hurts. No, <laughs> it's not relaxing at all. But like if you are like a an athlete or a dancer, I mean dancers are athletes, but you know what I mean? In any sort of respect, you're usually gonna end up at a medical or sports massage yeah. therapist at one point. So I was working with him and he was like, Danielle, you just, you have to relax. Like, you have to put all of your weight. It was, like, of my arm or something. Uh, he was yeah. like, you have to put all of your weight into my hands. And I was like, I am. And he was like, you are not, like, relaxing. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I don't know how. Or he was trying to do something with my back. And he was like, you have to release your abdominal muscles or I'm not going to be able mm-hmm. to, like, get in there. And I was like, I'm trying, but I just, like, I can't. And, I mean, for me, I think part of it is, like, I have control issues, and that's yeah. why I, like, hold my control. But part of that is, like, between the control issues, you too, I can't, like, my body's been so, like, I have, con- that out. I have control issues because in ballet, you have to control everything. I went through that when I started training as a singer, and they're, like, breathe into your stomach or, like, breathe into your hands. So they would place their hand on, like, mm-hmm. on the top, like, right above my, uh, right above the belly button. It's like, breathe into my hand. And I'm like, I am. There's like, your stomach's not expanding. I was like, oh, no, we don't let the gut hang out. Yeah. And they're like, what do you mean? I was like, that's, no, as a dancer, you keep it all tucked in. Yeah. You don't, he's like, yeah, well, you're being a singer right now. You have to do that. I said, I literally had to move my voice lessons to not be near my dance classes because I got through it for that less that voice lesson, but like literally... If I was coming from a dance class, he he would my vocal coach would get so frustrated because he's like, You're you're not gonna release it right now. Yeah. Because you just came from class where you had to hold on and you're not gonna release it. Yeah. So like the the training of those muscles really, really matter. Yeah. Um and so we have to talk about if we're gonna talk about flexibility injuries. Yeah. Um, I have had one injury that actually sent me to physical therapy. And I have a friend right now that's actually nursing. He is he his um he had like major back issues so he's trying to regain his flexibility right now too well mine's pretty fine but he's definitely regaining his and like it's a slow crawl Mm -hmm. especially the older you get the more the the harder it is to get back on the flexibility horse you can get there like i said i know plenty of dancers up in age that i'm talking 80s and 90s they have more flexibility than i think i will ever have in my life yep but it's a slow crawl it's one of those things of so when you typically have a muscle injury of some kind, a muscle has been ripped, torn, um, major knot within a muscle or things mm-hmm. like that, all they're going to do, remove any knots, and then they're going to attach them again. But when everything is reattached, it's going to be shorter or it's going to yep. feel very shrunk. It also depends on what the muscle is. I tore, uh, yes. um, I tore a hamstring last year. Ooh. And I, I like think I remember when it happened and I think it was when I was working on splits with this group of girls in one of my classes and I just like, you know, teaching, teaching all day and then working on like real stretching with them because they were starting to get a little bit older and could do it. Um, But I went to the massage therapist and I was telling him, I was like, you know, I think, I think I tore my hamstring or something um, because I was like, it hurts and I like can't. 
like stretch anymore over my left leg mm. and he just like went up in there and like felt around and he you know I honestly don't know what it is that he's feeling for but he you know he was like that's he's like without you know getting a I don't even know what type of it's probably scan. still an MRI but right but he, for yeah muscles, right he was like without getting one of those like it, that's what it definitely feels like and he was like, the worst thing you can do is to keep stretching. He's like, I know that that's what it feels like your body wants to do. Because if you stretch, you'll be able to elongate it and stretch it out. But he was like, the worst thing you can do is to keep stretching. He's like, you need to try not to. And even so to this day, it's probably been like six months now or or a little less than six months, maybe like four months. And it's gotten a lot better, but it's still not great. Yeah. Like, it is still healing, and a lot of muscle tears take a very long time to heal, and there is nothing you can do about it except I maybe right, maybe physical therapy. And that's when people stress out, though, because that's when people start to be like, oh, well, you know, like, the doctor told me not to stretch, but, like, oh, my God, I'm never going to get back to where mm-hmm. I was. You can't do that. It's and the you worst. can't because it will make it so much worse. I literally, with shin splints, which is essentially the muscle that's along your shin, it's pulling away from the bone. Yeah. Um, and it comes from jumping oh. wrong. Oh, that's why a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people get them. A lot of athletes will get a them because they're jumping them. on concrete or hardwood. Yep. And a lot of, um, a lot of kids get them when they're going through puberty because they're usually like still very active and running around a lot mm-hmm. and you're growing. My doctor literally, he was like, uh, this was in college when I got them too. It's because my I just reached a level of dance that I hadn't before. Mm-hmm. And I what did it, I was taking ballet that semester. And so it's like we were doing like so many jumps. And then I, it was like... I was taking jazz at a higher level than ballet, and so we were also jumping. So it was just one week where, like, I jumped for, like, two weeks straight. Um, And then I was in a musical doing some crazy jumps, too, if I'm remembering right. But, like, essentially, I was developing shin splints. And so talk to my dad, who's, like, a a basketball coach and athlete. He was like, yeah, definitely, like, it's, you got to relax that. And I was like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Went to the doctor. He was like, yeah, you, you can't jump for a while. Yeah. And then literally, like, I kept, like, avoiding it, but, like, it got to the point where, like, it, it was starting to hurt, like, really bad to jump. Mm-hmm. And so finally, I did something, and I'm, like, winced on my face. And my teacher, my professor, caught it. She's like, what's wrong? And I was like, they're thinking that, like, I'm developing shin splints. She goes, you will never jump in my class again. And I was like, no, I'll be fine. She goes, eh, you're done jumping for the rest of the semester. She told all of my professors, mm-hmm. so I was not allowed to jump. Like, I was still marking through things, but I was not allowed to jump because she's like, those muscles need time to heal. She's like, and it takes months. And I was like, I don't have months. I have this show. I have this concert. She's like, so the choice, and it's something that, like, sounds very dramatic, but it's laced with truth. Dance now. Don't walk later. Yeah, yep. like that's the thing. You yep. have to decide if you want to walk later because mm-hmm. that's how I feel about like forcing muscles into position mm-hmm. or like or stretching before it's time. Mm-hmm. Literally, you can really hurt like and that's the thing where I think other athletes get but I think other um, arts or other fields don't understand. It's like our body is our instrument. Right. So when most people can spend all day at a computer and then get up and go do something else, the computer gets to rest. Right. My I finish dance class, I still have to walk to the train, I have to stand on the train, I still have to walk to get home. Right. My body only gets to rest when I make it physically rest. Yeah. And I think that's what people forget in the process of healing 
or increasing stretching. There are some days where you don't need to stretch, where your those mm-hmm. muscles need time to recover. That acid needs to come off of those muscles, right. you know? Right. Yeah, and you forget, like, you do need, your muscles need recovery time from stretching. Um, there's also, you know, people, you should never stretch before there's any sort of cardio involved. Oh, yeah. And I know that it's hard sometimes with, like, when you go to auditions and classes, you want to get that, like, extra mm-hmm. little stretch in before the audition or class begins to, like, feel warmer, quote-unquote. And I get it. I've definitely, like, done it before. Oh, yeah. But there, you know, and there are certain, like, very minute stretches you can do to just kind of, like, wake up certain parts of your body. Mm-hmm. But the worst thing you can also do is stretch on a cold body to... um excuse me um to stretch on a cold body is just going to even if you're able to drop right down into your split or do your ponche or whatever the stretch is that you're like oh no it's fine like i went into it it's not a big deal that is when the injuries are going to occur i will never forget this again college we had a a guest choreographer come in and before the rehearsal that he was just choreographing it he was running around the studio and we're like, is he crazy? And he's a choreographer, so slightly yes. But he um, he was like, your heart rate should be up before you start stretching. Mm-hmm. And the best way to do it is just run. He's mm-hmm. like, also he's like, we're dancers. We're in theaters. We're in studios. They're always cold. Mm-hmm. Run. Literally run. Run. Get your heart. He's like, you don't have to be fast. But he's like, if you just do two laps around the room, sometimes that's enough. He's like, honestly, you'll feel yourself wanting to do a little bit more laps. Yeah. And that will get you warm. And I kind of, I do like introducing that idea to my students where it's like, if I'm late or you're late or you know something's run around, run in place, run in circles, run around a studio, run to get yourself warm and then go into it. Because again, it doesn't have to be fast or anything crazy, but you just want your heart to start pumping blood into these places that have been sitting for a while or that are cold. And after you do that, then start going into your, your warm up stretch. And see how your body feels. And I know I do that here a lot of the times. Because even if I'm just running in place, I know in the city if I'm going to an audition or something like that, and it's cold, which is for half the year here, I can stand in a stairwell or in the bathroom and like just run in place mm-hmm. to kind of get myself that heart rate. And then that way I can stand in the hallway and stretch as yep. we're you know preparing yep. to warm up or do whatever. Yep. That makes a difference because you just... Going cold turkey into any type of stretch... You're going to do it when you're young because I did the same thing because you're just, I will honestly say, I don't think I understood what being cold was at a young age. No, you don't. And you also like want to show off. Oh, but I was going to say you, if you've ever had an injury, that's when you really understand what Mm -hmm. being cold is because your injuries will act up in the cold. And I'm not saying you won't ever be able to be flexible again because I am someone who has injuries who had injuries since I was a young teenager via dance, and they act up in the cold. And I Today, know, I knew like, that it was colder outside, and it was like a cold... And it's only like 60-something degrees, right. 66 or something like that today in the city. But like, I knew it was colder because literally I got up to go to the bathroom, and um, the hamstring that I pulled... That's what ended. I ended up in physical therapy because I like muscle was no longer attached to bone. Crazy, but the hamstring that I pulled, hamstring is that the right muscle? Mm, maybe, but it was like tight, and mm. I was like, oh, it must be cold outside because it only ever gets tight. 
Yeah. When I move, I'm sitting in a cold space for very long, and I was like in my bed underneath covers. Right. But like it just the outside air is cold. The temperature changed, is, and I was yeah. like, oh. She's feeling tight this morning. I'm like, that to the is, bathroom. There have been times if it yep. is like really cold um, out and like my apartment won't get warm, um, like the heat's not on or, you know, whatever. It's New York. Um, I have a, I have a very old knee injury. And even if I have Especially three, joints, joints even if I have feel it. three comforters on top of me and I'm sleeping in a sweat, sweatpants and socks and a sweatshirt. Uh, if I get out of bed to like use the bathroom or to get up in the morning, like my knee will be swollen and it will be so achy, even though I try to conceal it. It's that outside air. So mm-hmm. when you've had an injury, it's then that you really understand what being cold feels like and why it is so important that you don't immediately just start trying to stretch. And the thing of it is, is like I'm, I teach at multiple schools in, in spaces here in the city. So like, I'll show up at a school and have to, and like, be, it's always crazy when I have to go into like my advanced kids or adults because they'll always, especially, I try to plan out when I teach something new and difficult to make sure they're, I'm there early so I can actually warm up. But it's always crazy that they'll, like, I will never forget after we started doing switch leaps at a school that I was at, that like, I taught them two or three weeks before and so we were practicing them regularly. They had a question about switch leaps. Turning switch loops, that's what it was. They had a question about turning switches because I had not mm-hmm. introduced them yet, but they saw them on YouTube. And so they were like, we want to learn how to do those. Do you know how to do them? I said, yeah, but like, I'm nobody's warm for switch loops, mm-hmm. let alone turning switch loops. Like, I, that's not, we're not doing that today. Mm-hmm. And they're like, but we really want to, I was like, I'm happy that you want to learn. Me coming cold, tur- like I was on the subway 10 minutes ago. Yeah. I'm not nearly warm enough to, to do what you're asking me. It would be, I would hurt myself. Yeah. I would literally just hurt myself. And that's not what I want or no. that's not at all what anyone wants. The best I feel is after, um, so I'm really into uh, Bikram yoga. I like really got into it over the past like year, year and a half. And um, Bikram yoga is yoga that's done in basically a sauna. It's a wooden room yeah. um, at, you know, 100, I, I do not 120 like degrees. And um, it's oh, a series of, it's my little short, series of 26 poses. It's not like a regular yoga class where it's like a vinyasa flow. These are like poses that you hold for like a minute, take a break, hold for 30 seconds, move on to the next one. Yeah, it's, but, um, intense. it's really intense, um, but... There's a couple of the moves that can require a lot of stretching, can require yes. a lot of, and by stretching, I mean a lot of flexibility if your body allows for it. They, yeah. They're so good. Like the instructors of Bikram Yoga, good instructors will be like, it doesn't matter as long as you like try the pose and try to hold it. Yeah. But I realized after going a bunch of times and getting into it that I was like, there are certain like positions that require a lot of flexibility that I was like I never used to be able to do that in dance class when I was 10 I'm not going to be able to do it now that I'm able to do because I've by the time we get to that position it's minute you know 35 Mm -hmm. and I've been in a room warming in a room that's 120 degrees warming my body up through breathing and small movements for 35 minutes that by the time we get to that position I can do the score, what's basically mm-hmm. a Scorpio. And then at the end of class, there's a couple series of like stretches where, you know, just like one leg out, two legs out in front. And I'm always like, when I get to that, I'm always like, wow, like I, I'm able to like go completely flat over my legs today. 
And I'm like, it's honestly because I've been 30 in class. minutes of warm-up. Right, 30 <laughs> minutes yeah. of warm-up. And like, yeah. but it just really goes to show you how much like a warm area can really make such a oh, difference. Yeah. Even um, yesterday, I went to a hot Pilates class. So it's Pilates done in like a... It's matte Pilates done in like an 80 degree room. So not as hot okay. as vinyasa, not as intense. Um, and then they throw a couple of like, you know, little cardio moves in there to kind of get your heart rate up. Mm-hmm. But at the end of class, um, I really enjoyed it. At the end of class, she was like, take a few minutes, stretch it out any way you want. And I could just, my body was just craving splits. Like, it just felt like I really just needed to, like, yeah. stretch out. You're and such a dancer. Like, I do the exact same right, thing. Right, you so can, like, tell you're like, Ooh, my body just, like, needs to go this way after, like, being in this 80-degree room and doing all these yep. movements. And I have not done splits in months. Like, I did not stretch I, over the no, summer. I did. Well, I was and, working and it just, my literally right. one of those moments where my body's like, I need to split. Right. I need to stretch and this. And I was <laughs> able to... To do them. And I was able to get all the way down there. And it just goes to show you, like, yes, that warm room definitely helped. Like, Mm -hmm. being in that warm room for 45 minutes made my body, made my muscles able to be, um, um, there's a word I'm thinking of. And I can't remember. I think it begins with an L. Anyway, I'll Google it in a minute. But basically made my muscles malleable enough to do it. And also reminded me, honestly, that I was like, I haven't done a split in months. I have not been working out that way in months. I don't know if I can do it, but muscle memory does kick in. Oh, yeah. And it does work. If you are warm enough, your body will go there. I, well, even, like, for me, oh, I always remember. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of, like, like lacticity. Like, your oh. lactic, it gets your lactic acid is mm-hmm. moving. And that, that's what it is. Is like, once you really get that lactic acid moving throughout your body, that's when your muscles are able to release. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Um Oh my god, I just lost it. Sorry, sorry. No, well, it's just the thing you were saying about like just how reminding yourself that like you can do this. Oh, the muscle memory memory. I always feel that way when it comes to tap dance. Like mm-hmm. I'll see somebody tap dance and I'll be like, I can never do that. And I usually have a friend being like, Didn't you just do that like two months ago? And I'd be like, Oh yeah, I do know how to tap dance. Mm-hmm. Like because it just I don't do it regular tap dance never stays in my life regularly. Yeah. It always same. pops in and out. Like every it'll be like, like one year where I'll teach nothing but tap. Yeah. And then it's gone the next year. Or I'm with, you know, a different group or whatever. And so it's just I don't teach as much the next year. And so it just kind of sticks with me. Um so like I'm always being like, Do I know how to do that? I think I know how to do that. I'm gonna try it. Make sure I'm warm. But it's it's just one of those things of like m- muscle memory. And flexibility go hand in hand, taking your time to recover. And it's one of those things of like, I'll say this at no matter what age you are, never lose track of your body. And that sounds so hippy dippy, but it's one of those things of like, if you know you need six months, take six months to mm-hmm. heal something. If you know you need three months, take three months to heal something. Get multiple doctor's opinions or something I was talking about um, today. I had a former student who um, the end result, like I knew the way she was, she had knee injuries and the way she was like hopping and moving. I was like, you probably got uh, tendonitis mm-hmm. in your knee. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, nah, blah, blah, blah. And everybody was like, no, nah, blah. I was like, guys, I'm not a doctor, but like, I don't see enough dancing that like something right. Mom took her to a doctor. Uh, 
well, a pediatrician at the time. She was kind of on that borderline. I'm really like pediatrician, normal doctor, but still, still like preteen, teen. And doctor was like, it's just growing pains. And I said, mm, counterpoint, I too grew three inches in one year. The most painful year of my life. Right. Um, my joints hurt. And I remember just being like, daddy, my joints hurt. Like it was a whole thing. But I was like, this is not growing pains. Like this is like, I still dance when I growing pains. And they didn't, I don't ever remember them being an issue when I was dancing. Mm-hmm. But uh, she went to general practice, went to her, her general doctor. Same thing. Left the pediatrician, went to the general doctor. He said, same thing. All of them kept being like, just growing pains, just growing pains. And then her mom was like, I think something is seriously wrong and they're just not finding it because I see her like limping even when I'm not looking. So she, mm-hmm. for a while I was like, cause mom's not a dancer. She's like, she's kind of putting on. And finally I said, take her to an athletic doctor yep. or a joints doctor. Yeah. And I said, because when she, this girl was like on dance team and in class every, like, so she was doing a lot of dancing. I said, and some of it not correct, which is how we got to this problem. Cause she was bending, she was plieing wrong in a couple things. Hip hop, in hip hop, it started in hip hop. So when she got to me for modern and the other ballet teacher, mm-hmm. we were kind of be like, uh, uh-uh, you're not, you're, you're bending wrong. Mm-hmm. So literally, I, so like at this point, like I pulled her out of my class. I said, she can no longer dance in my class and mm-hmm. ballet said the same thing. So she was only dancing hip hop, but it was still getting worse because they, they're, they're bending just as much. So literally, she find the mom finally broke down and took her to a her grandmother's um, joint doctor mm-hmm. randomly. She was like went to them yeah. for an appointment. So she was like, "Hey, can you look at her too?" The jo- joint doctor looked at her for two seconds and was like, "It's tinnitus." Yeah, me. she ended up having to have surgery, um, and she was one of those main ones. I was like, "Take your time, recover. Like you'll be like yeah. walk like walk now." And un- the unfortunate thing is that like. It's not the doctor's fault, but your normal everyday pediatrician or general practitioner for adults is not trained in the athletic body. No. They're just not. And so when they see something, they're going to go to, oh, it's growing pains or, um, oh, you probably just like pulled a muscle, give it two days, put ice on it, you'll be fine. Whatever it may be, like because they're just not aware of the extremes right. we put our bodies not, to as dancers. It's not their fault, but no. they're, they're not trained in sports medicine, and so that's why I always say, mm-hmm. like, when I got my knee injury, I was fifteen, and we went to the pediatrician, and then we went and got X-rays, and then we went and saw this person, mm-hmm. and then we because nobody could tell me what was wrong because from everyone's perspective, it was like, I, you're fine, you'll get over it in a day, and it just got worse and worse. If you can't find, I mean, and I went to an orthopedic surgeon, but it was also within a sports medicine practice, so I was lucky. Mm-hmm. But if you can't find, um, you know, the sports, the sports medicine or the medical massage therapists, because they're also medical medical massage therapists are more like doctors. They're not yes. like they're not like masseuses. Um, they're they're more like they have extremely specialized school and training. Yes. So that is almost doctorate. That's level. All, yeah. It's all, yeah. Because they um, have like a medical understanding of the I'll, body. I even say this: if you are having a hard time finding a sports medicine person, or like you don't know where to start, go to your local high school, mm-hmm. and or go to your local high school or college and go to any sports team that is winning. Sports teams that are not winning may have them as well. It, but a sports team that is legitimately winning, they probably, especially if it's a college, I know they do, but most high schools, because my high school had one, mm-hmm. they have someone that is on staff that is the sports medicine person. Yep. To deal. So, and yep. literally, because at my school, the at my high school, 
I remember her tall lady. She was hilarious. But she she had like, she might have had a master's in sports medicine, but like she worked with several schools, like multiple schools. Yeah. And it she would be that person that like she would come in and be like, you're getting this injury or this is going to lead to this injury. Here's who I would recommend. These right. are the doctors I recommend you go to. So if you're having a hard time, and it happens because again, I will never blame a doctor, anyone that earned a doctor degree. But I also general a general practitioner or a pediatrician is not going to understand yeah. the extremes. And that's I go literally go to the, the right. uh, football teams all the time, particularly football because it is yeah. such a contact sport or wrestling as well. Ask yeah. them if there's anyone with a sports medicine degree, and if there is, ask them what doctors in the area yeah. they would recommend. And for ask that. like your like your student ended up seeing a joint specialist. Like if oh, your yeah. parents or if it's within the insurance, like. If there is like an orthopedic surgeon or joint specialist, like go see them because they might not necessarily always work with athletes. They might, in all honesty, work with older patients for the most time. Because tendonitis is an old man runner's disease. Yeah, they will be. um, They will be trained in what to look for. Oh yeah. And that's the thing about, like, it's um, a friend of mine was having an issue, and I was like, go to her ear, nose, and throat doctor. And I learned that from being a singer. Mm-hmm. It's like, just like, there are certain, when it comes to medicine and improving your body, and I say this as just being a dancer, and I have no mm-hmm. medical training, there's so much to, that could happen with the body that you need someone that understands that specific yeah. portion of the body. I- so a joint, also anyone, especially dancers, you want someone that understands joint, like yeah. a joint specialist. Simply because we put a lot of wear and tear on our joints. Most a lot most injuries are joint injuries. You know, they're ball and socket injuries. Yes. Or muscles, which and yeah. that and that's why I say a good um, a good massage therapist or a medical massage therapist, mm-hmm. as you're saying, they do come in handy because like I said, I carry most people carry a lot of stress in their back and it was actually causing problems in my porta bra. Yeah. Um carriage of the arms for our non ballet people. But in the um it, it was like causing an issue, and so like I saw one, and he was literally like, you, he was literally like, touched my shoulder. He was like, you have a knot that like could be ten years worth oh, of stress yeah, that's, in your yeah. back. So he was like, you can't hold your arm that way because the muscles yeah. won't release that way. Yeah, and I go really. He's like, schedule an appointment because this was just like a go see to right. see if this was me being crazy. After like it was first, it was the most excruciating pain I've ever been in for him to work through such a knot that yeah. I did not feel. Let's be very clear, I did not recognize that I had one. So that's a whole other thing. But like I just didn't recognize like the I didn't know that I had a knot. I knew it was a little tight, but there was nothing. Oh, but you'll feel different after. After he worked it out in the first class I took after that, I was like, I've not had this yeah. much control and fluidity over my arm. I was like, oh, I need the to other do the other thing that a sports or medical. Uh, massage therapist will do or a good one at least will mm-hmm. kind of do like the PT thing where I mean physical therapists are also great but they usually won't take you unless you have a referral for something oh, already diagnosed oh, um, but they'll do the PT thing like my guy he literally was like I same I hold a lot of tension in my shoulders and my shoulders are naturally more forward my that's just the way I was born my mm-hmm. bones are a little more naturally forward I have struggled with it my entire life as a, as a dancer, especially yep. as a ballerina, yep. I constantly to this day am pushing my shoulders down via my muscles and holding them down because I am extremely self-conscious of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it's like the only part of my body I'm actually self-conscious about because I'm so hyper aware of them. But the point of this is, so he was able to work out a lot of knots because it was my back. I, mm-hmm. I, I went to him because my back was acting up. 
I had the back and the hamstring. And between the two of those, I was like, I got to go see someone. Um, and I've had back, I had back issues in college. And he gave me a couple exercises where he was like, which, you know, to be honest, I like haven't done in forever and I need to do it. But he was like, every time you go to the gym, he was like, do these two exercises. He's like, you do one, you just do it 10 times. And then the other one, it's like a twisting, uh, you stretch out the front of your shoulder. And he was like, hold it for 30 seconds, switch to the other side. The whole thing literally takes like a minute and a half. I need to go back to doing it. And um, it does, it, you know, and it works. And something I was thinking about, don't, this one's for our parents in our studio. Yes, me and Danielle are 30-year-olds having this conversation. But I want, I give my parents credit for this, do not negate your child's injury yes. because they're a child. Same. My parents, my parents are so good about that where, like, I remember when I first got injured, they were like, does it hurt? And I said, no. They said, okay. And the second I woke up and it had been swollen and it hurt and I could not put pressure on my leg, they said, okay, you're not going to school. We're going to the doctor where I know oh, yeah. that other people could have been like, you're fine. Well, my, like, the rule in our house is like, it, the minute you swell, we're putting ice on it. It was, it, I'm going to say it's like a two to three day rule, seven max. Like, because children will often complain a bit, like they uh, psychologically they'll complain because mm -hmm. they can't express other issues mm -hmm. so it's not uncommon this hurts or this blah 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 but because like I said I come from a family of athletes they don't know what anything about dance they're all athletes but my dad who is a bat was an athlete and is a basketball coach now knew enough to just be like if you're still saying something hurts after seven days this may be more than just childish whatever. Yeah. And they would lean hard on me being like, we're about to accrue a doctor's bill because of your complaining. Right. And nine times out of ten, I would be like, I've been waiting for y'all to take me to the doctor because this still hurts. Yeah. So I in particular with flexibility, because I've, like, I've had so many twisted and sprained ankles out the wazoo. I don't know what to do in the process of being an athlete and a dancer at the same time, don't do it. It's not healthy for your body. Um, but the the my body could not handle the juxtaposition of... I honestly think that's why I had shin splints. Jumping in basketball and jumping in dance. Mm -hmm. My body could not handle Whoa. the back and forth. So it's one of those things that, like, as we talk about, like, the knots in our muscles and overstretching and taking the time to recover, I say that to those parents. It's that, like... The the tr the dancer I am now is because of the dancer I was trained to be as a kid. Don't let that. Don't forego it just because it's like she's twelve. There's no yeah. way her hips are that tight or that she. You know, you just like she's, never. She's eleven. She can bounce back. She doesn't need three months off from dance. We've already paid the money. Don't please don't be yeah. that parent. You could be damaging your child's body, and then you're going to end up with a way higher medical bill oh, when yes. it's something major. Ooh, and yes. that's the thing is, like my parents were always um, good about that. Yeah, but they also like doctors would always hate me when I was younger because they kind of still hate me now because I'm I so my, I get always in my doctor's because hair. I'm so in tuned with my body. I know immediately when something's not right mm -hmm. and I will go to the doctor and I will straight up tell them always. what is probably wrong, which doctors hate and I don't recommend it. But like it's sometimes hard as a dancer when it's like, I know my body so well and they have no idea what they're talking about it's, in terms of an athlete's body. Yes. And like, that's why my general doctor now, he, we've gotten to the point where, uh, not he, it's a she, but when I go in that she's like, what do you think is wrong, Tony? Before I touch you, what do you mm -hmm. think is wrong? Mm -hmm. 
who do you think I need to give you a referral to? Mm -hmm. And I'll be like, this is this is going on. This is what I think. I would love your professional opinion. I she's work like, mm -hmm. and we have that good we're working working relationship now because she came in and was like trying to get me to do something. And I was like, I can do. It. She thought that I had a hip injury, but it, what it was, I have really tight uh, hip flexors. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, that's for me why I have to run and like be warm. Cause for me, it's immediately like, and I, yeah. if I start pinching and pulling, I know yeah. I have a tight hip flexor. And so she thought I had like a hip injury and I was like, I don't have a hip injury. And like, we were going back and forth and she was getting angry and I was like, Oh, Oh my God. I've only been with you like six months. So you don't know. I dance every day. She was like, what do you mean? I literally obnoxious me. I literally kick, like, I literally like, pull my leg up to my ear and she's like, Oh, your hip is totally not the issue. I was like. I know it's a muscle issue right. because I dance every day. Right. If my hip, like if I hip replacement, because she was going that route. And I was like, trust me, I would not be able to do half the things I need to do in my day if I yeah. didn't get a whole hip replacement. And we're not <laughs> saying like, don't, I mean, again, like I don't recommend going to your doctor and being like, don't, this is what's wrong with me. I mean, literally make them hate I me. do it and they hate me. I recently went to urgent care for something <laughs> not dance related. And I was like, this is what's wrong with me. I need a prescription. And the doctor was like, why do you think you have that? Like, why in the world would you think so I'm gonna I'm just gonna say it, it's gonna sound gross, but it wasn't that gross. So I had ringworm and mm. I went to the doctor, I went to urgent care and I was like I they were like, Why are you here? And I was like, I'm pretty sure I have ringworm. I don't really know what else it would be. I also Googled it at this point. And the doctor's like, Well, why would you he's like looking at me, he's like, How old are you? I said, 30. He goes, Why do you think you have ringworm? And then he stopped and he like looked at what I was wearing. I had been in like a professional development day so I was like in my flats and my dress and my like, hair uh, all nice with, yeah. with my backpack and he was like are you a teacher and I said yeah and he goes oh yeah it's probably a ringworm then he goes let me see it he looked at it he was like yeah you're right mm -hmm. he's like it is and it's just like little like that's an instance of like I'm a teacher so I know certain things oh, from yeah. doing that but that's an instance of like I literally like I'm just like I know what's wrong with my body I know and I may not know exactly what it is but I know like when something's not right and where it's located. The best example, and I constantly talk about this with my family who are not at all dancers, when it comes to, uh, like, just, again, going back to flexibility, is something as simple as, like, on any given day, I have to balance my entire nearly 200-pound, six-foot body on my big toe to do a pirouette. Mm -hmm. And then stare at myself in mirrors for on some of my crazy days, eight plus hours. How are you going to tell me anything about my body that I have not already discovered or seen all day, let alone years of teaching and performing? Right. Like when I have, when you, and that's how I, that's the only the best way I can put it. When you have to balance your entire body's weight on your big toe, you very quickly learn when something is out of line, something mm -hmm. like when muscles are tight because you're pull something's pulling funky or, you know, or when something's off with your body, you know, very quickly mm -hmm. because you can't balance your balance goes out or your flexibility goes out, you know? Um, and something that should be mentioned just because female dancers, ladies time can play a part in affecting your flexibility because yes. your, your hip, your, well what during ladies time your entire body kind of becomes a baby making factory as crazy and misogynist as that sounds so your body makes adjustments to do to make that happen yeah that can shit literally a friend of mine her hips shifted and so she was like i don't like what's going on yeah and she's like 
I'm fine. Just ladies time. I know how to balance and compensate. Yeah. But well, it plays a part like in, in your body's your body, you know, physiology at the moment. As a, as a female, your body is made to reproduce. And so when it's, this is gross, but when it's like shedding, you know, all of its stuff, when it's that time of the Ladies month, time. your body literally does go through physical, like yes. physio- physiological changes. Yes. And on top of that, you will hold, you can hold anywhere from three to seven pounds of water weight. For the entire week that you're going through that. I just yeah. learned something new. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did not know that. But I just, just I just know that like mm-hmm. training always like st- students and, p- and female dancers I have worked with. Whenever they're just like there's always a moment where they have to readjust. Yeah. And I'm like what'd you just do? And the professionals are being like nothing. It's fine. But the younger ones are being like I don't know. I can't yeah. turn anymore. Or I can't it's stretch anymore. I'm you like will, it's, you, you will be will, fine. Like, and that's why like if you ever hear like girls or women talk about like oh my god I'm so bloated right now or like I'm so fat this week. It's because you literally will gain um, you hold water retention and it's, it's, I think the average is like three to five pounds, but it like could go up to seven pounds. That immediately adjusts week. flexibility and yeah. balance. And you're just swollen. That. Everything's swollen. Your joints are swollen. Everything is swollen, which is going to throw off Instantly your movement, off which is also why like they say it's really good to work out during that week to just mm-hmm. kind of keep your body moving, but also why your body's like, go fuck yourself. We're not working also out. True. Um, but it's just, you know, little things to think about when you're, um, you know, dealing with flexibility and class oh, yeah. and audition. Just because like, and, and that's always the thing that I say, it's just like, I, I will say flexibility and balance are the first things to go wonky when something is wrong with your body. Mm-hmm. And that I've learned from just being a, ten- a teacher because my personal favorite, anytime, um, when you drink your, your skin and your muscles lose elasticity, elasticity. Mm-hmm. So a night after drinking, you're not going to be as flexible the next day yep. because your body is dehydrated. Yep. And dehydration is why those muscles cannot stretch because to stretch, you need oxygen and water yep. <laughs> in your body. Which is also why they tell you as an athlete, drink a ton of water. And I was the worst at that growing up. I don't know what it was. What? Like, my to, house, we loved water. To this day, I don't know we what it was. Water. It wasn't my house. It was me. I did not like the taste of water. I hated it. Some people it say that, and literally, like on the on the way to record, I left my water bottle. I, like, what am I doing as a person? I hated it. I, I really, really water. hated it. And I think when I was younger, it was like kind of okay. You know, I would do like little cups. And as I got older, it was like, you know, you have to drink water. And so for a long time, I would drink uh, the flavored waters. Yeah, you know, which like closer ish, mm, but has, like, uh, sugar and shit in them. But I just like could not. Like I don't know what it was. And then, like, I would drink seltzer water if I had to, but, like, I, now I'm, like, I drink, like, you know, four full swell bottles a day. I literally, I just got a chance to see one of my former students in a show the other week, and he, not too long ago, messaged me. He's like, oh, it's Big Blue. The name of my water bottle, it's a, it's a, it might be two gallons, is a, is a giant water, blue water bottle that is literally called Big Blue, and my kids know that I will finish it. not typically in one class, but over the course of a day of teaching, I'll easily finish yeah. Big Blue. And literally, like, it's just always been, like, especially for us to be talking about flexibility, your hydration definitely plays a part oh, in, in it. because a hundred percent. And I just, like I said, I knit, that's one of those things of just, I did not catch, because like I said, I've always been a water lover, because I come from a family of athletes, so it's very quickly, we come in from a night of 
basketball, football, or whatever, sports, or me dancing, whatever going on. No, no one picks up soda. We're drinking water. So, like, I, my parents just ingrained that in us. So, like, water, I've never, if I have periods of not drinking a lot of water, I immediately be like, oh, I need more water in my body, like, now. Um, but, like, yeah, it just I noticed that with dancers in college going out, having a crazy night drinking, and then they get into class on top of the hangover, they don't have that elasticity. Mm-hmm. They can't do it. Oh, Those muscles are not we, bending and stretching there yeah, when they're starved for water. Yeah. It is really true, though. The water thing is, like, so, so true. And I don't know how I grew up, like, basically not drinking water. I don't know what my issue was, but I... But I will... You're not the first person it. I've heard to say that. Now Some I Some people I do generally now. have a distaste for water. It was, it was literally... Now I, like, crave good water and, like, I don't really, um like keep anything in my apartment like we don't like besides water and like wine yeah but um but like i literally like only drink water um at home i only drink it during the day i'll have you know coffee but like yeah it's it's funny because when you depending on when you see me some people think i don't drink water or they think i only drink water depending on when you see me because like when i'm dancing i'll I'll, like because i'm i do love coca-cola so i'm big on sodas but like for dinner, when I'm if I'm eating food, it's typically sodas. So people mm-hmm. are like, oh, you do is drink sodas. And then you get some of my dancers that see me dance all the time. It's like, oh, you do is drink water. You don't even drink anything else. And it's just like, I kind of accommodate yeah. to what's it going really on. It really does, though. Water also, like, really helps with, like, keeping up that muscle memory, building all that elasticity. I can't speak either. That to be flexible. Um, and it, it also helps with, like... It's never enough. You can, ne- you can no. never drink too much water. No. <laughs> And it's Most also it's gonna it's well. gonna help with the with um mus- muscle intonation. A lot mm-hmm. of issues that people run into um who, uh, especially as you get a little bit older and you wanna like work out and stuff. A lot of people will be like, I'm working out every single day or three or four times a week or whatever it is, and I'm burning a ton of calories, but I'm not really losing any weight. And it's like, well, you're starting to lose some fat, but your muscles aren't able to to build mm-hmm. because all you're doing all day is drinking soda. And I, oh yeah, and that, I'm literally fighting that battle now, is that diet matters so much in, yeah. in anything that you do. But that's another thing. But I, I definitely wanted to talk, when I thought about this uh, flexibility again, and I guess college years is when I really started learning my important lessons about flexibility, because this is another college story. I, uh, one of my professors, love her to this day, Christy, Christy Johnson, she would only test us in jazz class doing pirouettes mm. in place. And we would get so angry. And God bless that woman for having the patience to deal with a bunch of yelling early 20-year-olds. Mm-hmm. We would get so mad at her being like, how could you possibly only test us on your pirouettes? On pirouettes. And she would go, because the second you go to passe... I can see your turnout. Mm-hmm. And she's like, if you can't, she's like, if you can't balance, I immediately know these muscles are not stretched. The muscles are too tight. Like she's like, and she took like a moment and basically silenced all of us, one with her knowledge, which we should have never questioned. But I don't even think our approach was to question her knowledge just to be like, this feels unfair. But she just caught on that, like, even something as simple as a pirouette, if the muscle, and this is like hamstring, uh, hamstring and, uh, shin split issues is like if those muscles within the leg are tight and are not stretching all the way or the muscles in your arm are not being held right like if you don't have that flexibility to hold for a pier for a single pirouette let alone a double pirouette 
why do I want to waste my time seeing you do all this other stuff when I've already caught the issue? Right. And so I will I will say to dancers that are struggling with any big situations, like if you are uncertain um, anything that's like kind of causing a problem, go 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 to your flexibility one and go back to your balance. I think those are really what's gonna yeah, play a part it is. in any issues that you might have. Yeah. Well, that being said, for us, the curtain has closed on this episode. But we hope that you will join us every week. Every week, mm-hmm. yes. Um, so we've mentioned this on our last episode, but a quick update: episodes will now be coming out every Thursday. Thursday. Um, so that will be our new release date from here on out. Will be Thursdays. Yeah, we just need to give ourselves a little more time with our growing dance schedules to kind of make this all happen. Yes. So Thursdays yes. will be our release yes. day. But cut, stick, um, you know, stay tuned. Come listen in. We've got a lot of uh, fun stuff planned for the fall. So Absolutely. definitely keep up with us. Yeah, so episodes come out every Thursday. You can find us on your favorite podcast app. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. You can find us on all of the social medias at Point PYT. I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II. And I'm your co-host, Danielle Colangelo. See you next week on Point Your Toes, the adventures of the NYC Don't just stand there on a wall. Everybody just move your body. Move your body.